Hello and welcome to episode five. Yes, we know the episodes that we are on now. And you are... actually know math. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I actually know how to count to five, so that's that's my <laughs> That uh... elementary school education really did pay off. Yeah, that's my uh that's my big accomplishment for the week, being able to count to five. So <laughs> we are here for episode number five of the Final Whistle Podcast. My name is Trevin Pixley, and join with me as always is my co host and my boss, Don Walden. Don, how you doing? Oh, I, I'm doing splendid. Uh, I mean, you know, the Browns won this week. Ohio State, you know, uh, continues on their roll. That's number one, by the way. I think I think last week I thought you got an Ohio reference in the earliest you ever did, but that was 32 seconds in. So yeah, I think that's actually that, the, that might be the uh, Guinness Book of World Records, uh, you know, late, earliest uh, time for Ohio. Exactly. Um, the Jags also won today, so I can't complain. Duval. I, I, Who? I, Duval, you know, I have to, I have to get yeah, it in there. Okay, but, there's one in your bingo card, folks. But, of course, you know, today we do have an extra person in the building via phone call. But before we bring him in, we do have to remind you that this week's broadcast is brought to you, brought to you by Inland360 and Inland360.com. Find a complete calendar of regional events and a wide array of compelling coverage of the region's art and entertainment scene. It's where you go for what you do. Inland360.com, and I'm assuming it's where our guest goes for what he does as well. We got Lewiston <laughs> quarterback Drew Hottinger here. Drew, how you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you for having me on, guys. Yeah. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. So, kind of talk a little bit. I mean, talk a little bit about the start that you guys have had. You know, uh, four four games in a row. You and you, uh, you know, you, you exact a little bit of revenge on uh, Sandpoint uh, this past week. Uh, you know, just kind of talk talk a little bit about the season to date. Pretty good. Our offense is starting to click a little bit. Our defense is playing a lot better. We're just overall the team and the unit is doing a lot better. Yeah, you know, um, if you had to, you know, tell us what Coach Pancarry's favorite word in the English language was, what do you think that word would be? This is a test. What what's Coach Pancarry's favorite word? physicality yeah. Bing! And, and you guys played to that role pretty well with your guys' running attack but you guys have been you know really executing well throwing the ball i mean what's what's kind of changed the game uh game plan wise these last two weeks to where you know you've been airing airing it out these last two weeks yeah i think teams just started to squeeze down a little bit more in our rushing attack since that's how we kind of started the year so i think the lanes just opened up a little bit more for the passing game to start working Hundred percent, man. And um, you know, last year you kind of got to learn from a from a guy who, from everything that I've heard from football, basketball, you know, the kid's a great leader, uh, Jace McCarter. You know, what did you kind of learn from him? Not only on the football field, I know you played with him on the basketball court as well. Uh, what did you kind of take from him to kind of you know come into this year? Yeah, Jace is a great leader. He's just hundred percent worked hard twenty four seven. Never took a playoff in basketball. Never took a playoff. Worked his butt off twenty four seven. It was just good to watch that and learn how he does it and how to be successful. And you know, this year there was kind of a there was a bit of a quarterback battle heading into this year between you and Chris. And you know, last week Chris did get to uh, throw the ball a little bit. Um, when you were named, I guess the uh, the week one starter, and you know, were able to get those kind of reps. I mean, how how awesome was that for you to kind of be named? The, the leader, the starting quarterback, you know, to be the guy. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I just remember, like, being a little third, fourth grader, going to 
Bengal games at Bengal Field and watching all those guys, thinking they're so cool, and then having the ability to do that now is just awesome. So, uh, of those guys that you know you you, you were just talking about there, um, is there or or memories? Do you have a vivid memory of when you were growing up and and, and watching you know Lewiston football? Yeah, I remember watching like Colton Richardson and Riley Way and all of them. Like they were a bunch of studs. Uh, watching them win and good at their ability. Uh, did you remember a rotational defensive end on that team by the name of Trevin Pixley by chance? I do not. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make a whole lot of plays, but he was on that team for sure. Um, <laughs> he also couldn't figure out how to do math either. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> not a bad athlete there. But, you know, we, we talked about you guys getting that kind of revenge on, on Sandpoint. You know, um, how, how did that feel? I mean, you guys went for two. You know, was that was there even a question with that? Or were you guys considering kicking the extra point after that? Or was it we're going for two if we score this touchdown? I don't know. I remember last year we just kicked the field goal and then they came down and hit the two-point and beat us. And then during the game Friday, we were kind of struggling with the extra point. So I think it was just 100%. Let's just go for it. And then, I mean, your defense too, man. I mean, that that has to be a luxury. Not only having a solid run game, but the way that your defense is playing this year. I mean, keeping teams, you know, under 30, under 30, under 40 points, you know, keeping them, you know, at bay, holding the run game down. I mean, how, how nice has it been to have a defense like you guys have this year? Oh, it's awesome having a bunch of guys just go out there and work as hard as they can 24-7, just being great teammates. It's just been awesome. Yeah. And, you know, the, uh, the 5A Inland Empire League, man, that's a, uh, that's a grind. It's a grind for Lewiston every year. And, I mean, you know, you guys got Moscow this week, so I know you guys aren't looking too far ahead. But, I mean, I know you guys have probably already started looking at some tape from what Post Falls, uh, Lake City, and – Coeur d'Alene have been doing. I mean, what do you kind of uh, expect out of those guys once you get to that point in your season? I'm just expecting three dog fights. Post Falls, Lake City, and Coeur d'Alene. They're all super solid. They're all physical. They're expecting to go in those games and come out with a few bumps and scratches. Kind of talk a little bit, you know, about when you, when you guys go to wait. I mean, when you go down to, um, you know, Rexburg, you know, what what's a trip – like that for you guys i mean kind of take me through it a little bit i mean do you have to stay overnight i mean what are you guys doing are you guys doing any kind of team bonding exercises trying to get to know each other a little bit better you know kind of kind of walk me through that trip that you get and and i know you know you probably don't necessarily want to remember it because it was an l but i mean you know that you know just just kind of talk about the camaraderie that you guys you know have to kind of build up going on a trip like that. Yeah, it was definitely a blast on the way down. We had guys singing songs and playing games and all that. And it's, it's kind of a blast on the way down. We stayed over the night on Thursday, and then Friday morning woke up, had team breakfast, went out to the Madison, had a practice, and then came back, had team lunch, and then we were out ready to play. Do, do you think something like that, has kind of helped you guys this year, you know, moving forward because, you know, they, they, they were playing their third game at that point and you guys were, you know, it was your guys' first game. But do you think, you know, what you've learned from that game has kind of transferred forward, you know, to the halfway point of the season for you guys right now? Yeah, definitely. Leighton was a super physical and well-rounded team. So I think that just gave us kind of exploited our weaknesses and just over the season we've been working on them. So I think we're a lot more solid now than we were 
back week one. Mm-hmm. If you had to pinpoint, I guess, the, the biggest improvement from that Leighton game to right now, what would that be uh, for this Lewiston team? I think our physicality. I know Pink Harry would probably say it, but I think just from week one to week five, we just better tackling, running down defenders, and then offensively better setting blocks, run the ball harder. Yeah. Okay, let's out your coach for a second. <laughs> How many times in a practice – does Coach Pincarry say the word physical or physicality? Oh, um, definitely a couple times during film and then a couple times towards the end. He's, he's all about that. That's his motto. Go out there, smack in the mouth, be as physical as you can, and that's what he rides by. And, and I can tell, I mean, it, it's it's kind of it's coming off to his players, obviously. I mean, I think it's almost like, because we were originally going to have a – Matt Pancarry on the show, but, you know, some just some bumps in the road, things that happened, took a while. He had to go to a coach's meeting. But, you know, I think uh, by the way you're talking, I think is exactly how he would describe his football team, just physical punchy in the mouth is exactly how he would, he would describe it. But here's the thing that kind of, you know, is it really interesting about you guys? Yeah, you want to be physical. You, you want to have your hogs up front, you know, bowl over the defensive line so they open up running lanes for you guys. But the diversity and the dynamic of your offense has really kind of taken off, you know, in particular the last two weeks. Um, Was there anything that you guys saw in film when you were looking at Pendleton that kind of made you guys think, well, you know, sure, we can run the ball, but there's things there that we see that we can, you know, we can exploit in, in their defensive secondary. Um, I don't know. I just think teams have been squeezing down, like pulling extra linebacker, extra safety down to just take away that run game a little bit more. So I think that just opened up a couple of different plays you have in our playbook to exploit them through the pass. Mm-hmm. Kind of more of taking advantage of the situation than anything. Yeah, so you didn't come into the Pendleton game expecting to, you know, have the game through the air that you had. It was more like an in-game adjustment more than anything. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about one kid that's that's on your on your team that I don't think gets enough love, but I know you love throwing to him. Uh, Jared Jelnick, who's, he's a special kid um, on offense and defense. You know, you play with him, you know, you throw him the ball, you see him play on defense. Just kind of touch on how special that kid has been, uh, not only this year, but you know, so far in his career with you guys. Yeah, Jared's a stud. He's everywhere, all over, every play. Hustle 100% of the time, works super hard. He's just super fun to play with. He's just an awesome kid. Mm-hmm. And when you come in, you know, as a, as a first-year starting quarterback and you have all the outside weapons back from last year, you know, they know the playbook, they're familiar with it. Um, how much more comfortable does that make you as a, as a guy that's stepping into this situation? Oh, it makes me a ton more comfortable. We have athletes all over the field, offensive line, receivers, tight ends. We just got guys everywhere that can make plays. So it makes my job a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, also another kid that I think if he's not getting some kind of, you know, FCS Division One love by now, he should be. I mean, James White, he's, he's a special kid on the offensive side, defensive side. He's getting sacks when they matter. I mean – and he's running the ball, too. He's been a great security blanket for you. Um, how, how nice has it been to have him to rely on as well? Oh, it's, it's awesome to have James. such a big guy to go out there just 
toss it in his area, he's going to jump up and grab it or just hand him the ball and he's going to run through a couple guys. So it's super nice to have him around. Okay, let's, let's talk important things. All right. What's your favorite college football team? Um, I grew up a Cougs fan. We have season tickets, so we go up there and watch a few games. How disappointing was that game yesterday for you? You got a you got a full U of I bandwagon you can hop on for a team that's got a lot of potential. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah! How many times have you heard the words "cooging it" through the years? Oh, all the time. That's time. D- d- does it break your heart every time you it hear does, that? Yeah. It does. Did you uh, did you win in fantasy football this week? I am winning right now. Yeah. Yeah, who who'd you pick with your first uh, first round pick in fantasy football? I took uh, Derrick Henry. I did too, actually. What pick were you? Three, I think. Three. Oh God, you were high on Derrick Henry. High on the yeah. game, were you? Yeah, he, he had a good game today. I had him last year, and he yeah, he did. So so are you a Seahawks fan then in the NFL? I'm assuming. No, not really. Um, I think I'm kind of group of 49ers fan. Oh, so don't know why. <laughs> hey, man, we got a Jags, we got a Jags fan and a Browns fan in this building. We don't know why we subject ourselves to the pain either. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Dear Lord. Hey, Drew. Hey, man, we appreciate you coming on, and you know it's a uh, it's a special season that you guys are having right now. And I I would say I said it in uh, my what we learned article um, this yesterday. You know, I think every team in the 5A should be scared to play this Lewiston team because you guys, uh, you guys are one of the most dynamic teams in the state, and it's a, it's a lot from what you're doing under center, man. So uh, good luck for the rest of the year, and I'm, I'm sure I'll be watching you play more on, on Bagel Field this year, man. All right, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thanks, hey. Drew. Much appreciated, man. Yeah, all right. Talk to you guys later. All right. See you later, man. Well, there is your uh, favorite Twitter follower <laughs> and uh, – your number one fan, Drew Hottinger. Yeah. Um, no, he's had, he's had a wonderful season. And, and the thing is, is, you know, going in, you know, like we've, we've probably dissected on more than one occasion on, on this podcast and on the video cast, nobody knew who was going to be the quarterback and who was going to be the running back or who would replace, you know, Jace McCarcher or, you know, Chris Hepburn mm-hmm. going in. And... All the reports that we kind of had heard was, you know, nobody was really sure who was going to step up into those roles. But Drew has really stepped up pretty nicely. And to me, it seemed like he was a game manager, maybe. And that's not a term that you want to throw on, you know, on any quarterback, you know, let alone a high school kid to start with. But I really believe... He is a good game manager, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know he's a, you know, man, you know, a a bad quarterback at all. Mm-hmm. He's proven the last two weeks that you know if you give him the opportunity, he's going to hurt you. Oh yeah. Not not just with his legs either, but with his arm. Yeah, and he's he's building connections with every one of his receivers that he has, and I mean he's got a couple kids that are just talented. I mean, we talked about James White, Jared Jelnick. I mean, those kids are going to make plays no matter what when they get the ball in their hands. But, 
You throw in a guy like Austin Lawrence, who I think is just yep. came out of nowhere. Obviously had the big, <laughs> the, the big one against Pendleton, but this week against Sandpoint had a 30-yard touchdown reception, and yeah. that was a beautifully placed ball uh, by Drew. So, I mean, he, he is building chemistry with guys. He's throwing them open. Um, and it's it's good to see Drew because, I mean, he's peaking at the right time, and, and this Lewiston team's peaking at the right time. Well, and, and, and again, you know, we we joke. We joke about the physicality thing. Oh, yeah. You know, and and, and if we had got him on, you know, we would have probably nailed him down on, you know, how many times he says the word physicality or physical during, during any said practice. But I think the really nice thing about this team, to me, is the fact that, and I've said it more than once, it's a dynamic offense. Yeah. You know, you can't just zone in on the run anymore with this team. You know, and another underrated part of the team, I know you talked a little bit about the receivers in general, but just the speed that they have to, oh, to be able to get get by DBs in, in one-on-one situations. Yeah. You know, that's really a, a big thing, I feel like, for this team who – Again, has prided itself on being a ground and pound kind of a team, but they're showing, you know, they're not just about jamming the ball down your throat. No, and I think um, something else that you know we didn't even we haven't even really talked about is the short game. Not even like just screens, but just you know throws to the outside, throws to the flats, and they can have these running backs just go for chunk yardage after the fact. Mm-hmm. When Jackson Lathan gets a ball in open space, you're not catching him. He is fast. I mean, he had nine catches for 84 yards, nine rushes for 79. I mean, he is dangerous when he gets out in open space. And, you know, granted, they lost Ethan Shaw to a, to an ankle injury. But Chris Ricard, too, I mean, he he's a bulldozer. I mean, he is a big boy. And when he gets the ball, I mean, he's... Could he's you imagine him at quarterback? I mean, I, from what I see... Is, is that, I mean, is that kind of... In the mold of a Colton Richardson, maybe? Because, again, I didn't see Colton play. He is nowhere near the size of... Like, Colton was... <laughs> I know Colton was a big... Shouts out to see Rich, but Colton Right. Was I know Colton's big. a big boy. Yeah. You know. But, I mean, I guess when you're when you're talking about Chris being a, a bigger kid... Yeah, he's... I, I guess that's kind of where my mind goes to. And, again, I never saw Colton play. I've mm-hmm. seen pictures. I would say Chris is more kind of he's stout. He's like a he's built more stout. Colton was a little taller, and you know he had a he had some uh, some chunk to him. Again, Colton, if you watch this, I'm sorry, but you know he he had a cannon on him. But I think Chris, if he, I I think Drew had to have shown some some clear separation from Chris during camp because right. like Drew, he, I mean, he looks the part. When Chris did drop back to pass in in these games, I mean, he didn't do anything like. To where it was, you know, a, where he had to go through his reads or anything like that. That was too dramatic. I mean, he hit Drew on just like a little wildcat situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I haven't seen him like really throw the ball. But, I mean, I think if Drew were to go down, obviously you don't want that to happen. But I think Chris is a, a reliable backup. So it's nice to have two kids that can throw right. the ball. You know what I mean? On no, his, no, absolutely. Solution. I mean, and I guess if that is the case, if Drew were to go down, I mean, do you, heaven forbid, yeah, do you think they revert back to a ground and pound situation? Well, I think from, you know, just talking to 
to Drew from how they're viewing just their game plans. I mean, it looks, it seems like they do a lot of in-game stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it. if, you know, they want Chris to throw the ball, if Drew goes down, I think they'd, they'd trust him to do it. And, and, that's, and, I, and I guess that's the biggest thing is, yeah. is, do you think that, you know, that team, you know, would, would trust in Chris to be able to, you know, get the ball downfield? Yeah. And I'm not talking about, Running the ball, I'm talking about throwing the ball more than anything. Yeah, and you know when I talked to Pan Carey about Chris after the game against Sandpoint, he he talked really highly of him. I mean, mm-hmm. when I told him I was like, hey, you know, he came out there, he took care of business. He said that's you know not surprising. Like, Chris, right. He's a he's a starter on defense. I mean, he he's one of those players they rely on. So you know, I think he he'll have the trust and he'll have the green light to kind of just do what he needs to do, but. You know, with how this Lewiston team's building up now, I said it to Drew at the end. I mean, there's not a single team in this 5A classification that wants to run into Lewiston, especially if they can do what they did against Sandpoint and just possess the ball. Maybe not in the second half. Right, right. Where they kind of fell apart. But <laughs> Well, you know. and, and I wouldn't even necessarily say they fell apart. Yeah. You know, I, I think Sandpoint, I mean, just from everything that I understand from listening to the game, I think Sandpoint made some good in-game adjustments. They did, and that Parker, Parker Pettit is one of the best quarterbacks yeah. in the state. I mean, you talk about how good Drew is. Parker is, you know, just as good, if not better. I mean, he he's mobile. He can make all the throws. He can go through the reads. And, you know, that was going to be a tough one, you know, for, for Lewis and no matter what, even if they were up 20 to nothing. So, right. I mean, to win that game in overtime, get that redemption, I mean, that's going to be – you know, a huge momentum boost. And they're, they're playing a, a Moscow team ne- this next week. And, you know, they, they talked about it in the, you know, when they were circled up at the end of the game. Lewison's not going to take Moscow lightly. You know, they're going to they're gonna prepare for this as if they would prepare for a team that was undefeated or, you know, a district game and go out there and compete. But after this, I mean, this is where you can really see if, if Lewiston is – you know, a different Lewiston team or the same Lewiston team. Because last year, they kind of found themselves in a similar situation. Yep. You know, they lost to, they lost to Coeur d'Alene. They had to go to the Kansas tiebreaker. And, you know, they got themselves a spot. They didn't have any barbecue? No city. No city. But uh, I think, you know, this is a Lewiston team right now. I think that could win a game down south at the state tournament. Time will only tell, my friend. Time will only tell. Absolutely. And this broad- this week's broadcast is brought to you by Inland360 and Inland360.com. You know what? You can find a complete calendar of regional events and a wide array of compelling coverage of the arts and entertainment scene at Inland360.com. Hey, Trevin, where do you go for what you do? Inland360.com. That's Inland360.com. I can't wait to get more just ad reads because I feel like we would just kill it. I mean, think about how happy Mary Stone is when we read these Inland360. Happy Day would be absolutely thrilled (laughs) to have the two of us on doing the reads. P1FCU. If you're listening, P1FCU. Absolutely. You guys sponsor the uh, Prep Athlete of the Week. Oh, with all the gusto that we have, I guarantee you, you guys would not, not have anybody read a read an ad with more pizzazz, with more, more, pizzazz <laughs> more passion. 
then Don Walden and Trebe from Trebe Talks. <laughs> I thought it was Trebe Sharks. Trebe Sharks, yeah. I know. <laughs> forgot my. And by my the way, I love the dynamite drop and you did on fantasy football there with Drew. Oh yeah. I, well, I I didn't even know if he played. I just assumed. You were, well, you know what happens when you assume, right? Well, I, dude, if he's if you're a high school football player, you definitely play fantasy football. See, I never did that in in, in school, and you want to know why? Because it was the eighties. Well. <laughs> <laughs> hey now <laughs> hey now no they considered it gambling really well he's probably not playing i bet you he's probably in a league with like probably jackson lathan ethan jerry shaw Jelenic. jerry jelinek yeah. yeah they're all in, they're all probably in a league together and i i wouldn't you you know what you should have asked him actually is who was in the league no <laughs> yeah. no well well sure yeah but what his team name was because you know fantasy football teams they come up, you know, players who who do that. They come up with ingenious names for their teams. Yeah, but I almost feel like the FCC might not allow it because I feel like some, some <laughs> I, the FCC would not allow me to say my fantasy football name. Really? Yeah. Is I, it that bad? Well, it's not family friendly. I'll tell, I'll tell you. That. Oh, so it's rated R, basically. <laughs> Oh, PG thirteen. Oh, PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> fair know, enough. But seriously, <laughs> folks, <laughs> let's move along in the high school football scene. And quite frankly, we got a a huge, as Bernie Sanders once said, huge game coming up Thursday between Camiai and Prairie that probably will just de- we think probably now will decide the White Pine League Division One uh, champion. <laughs> wow! Just uh, d- don't mess around. Yeah, just, it, it just will. go ahead and you know put it all out there. There's a stone cold take for you if I ever heard one. It will. It'll determine who the the champion is, um, unless everybody starts dropping games and then Logos comes from the the bottom and you know Jack Driscoll wins <sighs> league MVP and wins. Which the- actually that could very well happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's well, not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, Logos probably doesn't even won't even need to win the the league for that to even happen. Right. We'll, we'll dive more into that later. But, right, exactly. But, yeah, Camion Prairie, I'm excited to go to this one. Uh, going to go an hour and two minutes out to Cottonwood. Um, this is going to be a barn burner. And like I said, I mean, when Prairie lost to Oakley, we talked about it in the podcast, there were some rumblings about people not being very happy with T.T. Kane. And right now, you know, he's putting it together. He's winning games. I, you haven't heard it. You haven't heard it again. But if they lose this game to a Kamei team who is hungry, and I mean hungry, they're winning games, and they are doing it the old Kamei way. They're not doing anything different. This is the same Kamei style of football. Just, you know, maybe it's the kids. It has to be the kids that are doing it. Um, well, do you think Nels Kluth is out there on the field? Yeah, yeah you know. I, maybe I, he might want to get back out on the field. I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Maybe you, is Dave his kid? Yes. Okay, he is. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm ninety nine percent sure David's his kid. Yeah. Well, I mean his his kid's out there, so I mean he's kind of like he's out there. You know? Well, you so, know, maybe he, you know, he he's living vicariously through through David. Yeah. Who, you know, he's he's one of those kids. Like I said, he's a good passer and he can he can do it. But Camille Prairie. I think this is going to be very similar to the Kamei Clearwater Valley game that, uh, you know, ultimately probably kicked Clearwater Valley out of the race for the division title. Um, 
The thing is with Kamiai, right, is that their schedule played to their favor to an exact T. I mean, they they played the, you know, the bottom half of the White Pine Division. That was a really good turn, by the way. They didn't see that in the in the podcast, but he turned right to the page for the schedule. That was nice. I got lucky. Yeah, they played, so they played Raft River, right? That's a, a really good opponent. They lost uh, that good one. Good 1AD1 team, yeah. But they, they played the, you know, the bottom half of the division first with Lapway Logos, win that one, get a good win against Council, and then they played Clearwater Valley, get to win there, and then they play Prairie, and then they finish it out with the other bottom half of the division, and then they got a tough one with Potlatch. Right. But by then, you know, if they get the win here against Prairie, by then they should already you, have you, it you, wrapped up. By, by, yeah, you're thinking if, big if here, you know, I'm putting it in quotation marks, capitalize the letters, you know, uh, bold it, do whatever, underline it, do whatever. If they were to win this game on Thursday night, it's going to be really hard for anybody in the back, you know, a, a, a potlatch, a CV, you know, to, to make a move. Just based off schedule. Just based off the schedule alone. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at strength of schedule, you know, right now, I mean, Kamiya is in a great spot, mm-hmm. you got to think. You know, after this game, they play Troy on October the 7th. Troy's 1-2 and two in the league. Then they got Genesee, who's 0-3 in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a combined 1-5 overall. If they can somehow escape Cottonwood, yeah. you know, alive. Yeah, <laughs> alive and well. Alive yeah. and well with a, with a W. It's, it, for me, they've gotten a playoff spot. Yeah. Right there. 100%, yeah. And then, you know, it's pretty much smooth sailing until they get to Potlatch. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, you know, it's two ground and pound teams. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Where have we heard this before? Yeah, two physical football teams, right? Um, yes, thanks, Coach. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and uh, I was like, could, could you pull up a... Did you pull up Prairie's schedule too, just to just to see like where they're at? Because I mean, Prairie I think is pretty similar in that aspect too. Because I know they played Potlatch, right? They already played Potlatch. Yep. And so that game's out of the and way. And that was a fifty-six to fifty-two barn burner. Yeah. So that that could be a, a sign of things to come. They have Lapway on the seventh, CV on the fourteenth at at Kuski. And then close it out against Logos. See, and now if Kamiya... Okay, and we're That's going, a tricky schedule, actually. Yeah, and we're going big if again if Kamiya wins this game. Right. See, Prairie has a tough road there. They have because a, they have to go on the road twice. Yeah, and they're playing sneaky... Sneaky teams. teams. They're playing CV there, and they're playing Logos, who... Right now, it looks like they could... They got they got some they got some weapons. They got a good they got a good quarterback. Yeah, they got some they got And they got and they got uh, I mean, yeah, they got players. They got a scheme. They got a scheme that's weird where offensive linemen go out for passes all the time. You know, it's it's a strange Right up your alley. Yeah, exactly. I would have caught like four touchdown passes a year for the Logos Knights. But <laughs> only if they were playing like two years ago. Exactly. I would have played for them. But see, just based off the of strength of schedule, I mean Kamiai has it in the bag there, and I think it's this is a this is the biggest game for Kamii all season, and honestly, and in probably, the end, it might be the biggest game for Prairie. Yeah, and this is probably the biggest game in 
Dude, Cameo's program history in a long time. In a long time, yeah. Let's, long time. Let's, let's, let's not say history. Let's but not say long, history, but let's go a long, long time. time. In a long time, yeah. This is big. Long one. time coming. And you know, other other than actually, Don, I do want before we dive into something that I want to talk about. Can we can we just touch on Logos? We got to touch on Logos. <sighs> We have to touch... Yeah, no, um, no, no. It, it's only fair that we talk about Jack Driscoll in particular. Jack Driscoll. 500 yards of offense. He had nine touchdowns and three interceptions. Have you ever seen a stat line like that? That's incredible. That, that is. Yeah, fun. you know I did it back in the day. <laughs> you, you, you barely got off the couch back in the day. Actually, you're right. <laughs> I, I barely did. Yeah. You know, I couldn't move my fingers, so. <laughs> I mean, I, they, they they were cramping. <laughs> I almost would want. I almost wish I was at this game because I just know like Jack Driscoll versus Terrell. Elmer that Jones. was probably insane. That's that's like you know you're putting 2004 Michael Vick against Lamar Jackson right now. Like that is yeah. two really talented mobile quarterbacks that at the same time have potential to throw the ball and you know that that must have been a treat to everybody that was in attendance. Unfortunately for Lapway, I mean. They lost Herschel Williamson and Elias a year out to injury. Second year in a row, Elias has went out in during football season with an injury. The kid, I mean, the kid's unlucky, yeah. completely unlucky, and really, you know, it's kind of unfortunate for Lapway. You know, maybe and people are probably gonna, I don't know, rail on him or whatever. No reason to rail on him, but people might. Think, you know, hey, this might be an easy game now. Well, again, let's look at Prairie's schedule. And they got to go They got to go to Lapway next week. That's a tough place which to play. That's not going to be easy. No. It's absolutely not going to be easy. But, yeah, Jack Driscoll, I mean, that just eye-popping, stupid Madden numbers. We've, we've seen a lot of Madden numbers. And, I think- uh, and we have seen a lot of Madden numbers this year. I mean... Let's just go over this yeah, past week. That's what I was going to Okay. Pomeroy beat Yakima Tribal 86 to nothing. Yakima Tribal, guess how many yards they had on total offense? You 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 couldn't even you couldn't even make this number up. Tell me. Minus 49 yards. How does that happen? Well, you, you I mean, great defense, obviously. I mean, again, from the land of duh, durr. You look but, but an eight-man game. You look That's at, hard. You look at that 86 to nothing score right below it. I mean, Kendrick, 80 to nothing. <laughs> Ten consecutive quarters of shutout football. I mean, 236 unanswered points. There was a... Uh, I think Denny Grubb said to you, who's going to score more points, the Lapway basketball team? The team or the Kendrick football team? In eight games. And, and right now, my money's on Kendrick. Isn't that crazy? That's that's pretty insane considering, you know, Lapway's boys basketball team has got, like, talent coming out of their ears. Yeah. But Kendrick's football team. Also does now, you know, like their right. JV so, team. So, yeah, so, so can, we, can we have, like, this dream matchup? And I got the perfect place for it. Okay. So we get Kendrick's football team. Mm-hmm. And we get Lapway's basketball team. And we put them on a blacktop. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. You pick your spot. Okay. Pick your favorite spot. You know, let's 
Let's have a meet in the middle. You know directions around here better than I do. Mm-hmm. What would what, where we could where could we put them in the middle? Uh, in Lewiston. I was would thinking, it be Lewiston? Yeah, let's just put them in Lewiston. Let's let's put them at Airport Park. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's put them at Airport Park on the blacktop mm-hmm. and play. You know what we used to do back in the back in the eighties. <laughs> we play football, basketball, and you know how we do that. Okay, so. So we pl- we actually bring out the basketball, and we play you know on the basketball hoops, but you were allowed to tackle uh, on the blacktop. Back, back when there was no rules. Back when men were men. <laughs> back in the eighties. Back in the eighties, man, where <laughs> men were men. You were the worst. <laughs> and, there, and, and there was one more eighty to nothing shutout. So we had three. Three eighty to nothing shutouts. Kellogg, who they're 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 good. I mean they're 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 one of the class teams in two A. Yeah, and they they're. they're I mean they beat Moscow a four A team. Yep, eighty to nothing. Pounded them. They beat yeah Kellogg beat Orfino eighty to nothing. Mm -hmm. I, you know, is this like our our compatriot Cody Wentz said? You know, we might have to decide to go on strike here. You know, if we have to keep typing up agate. You know, that's like this insane. Well, and I'm not looking forward to coming into the office on Friday and taking a bunch of phone calls again. Going oh, why not? Roots, going back to my roots, looking at these looking at these scores. Uh, well, okay, so, you know, let, let's look at the games this week and see what we can come up with here. Yeah, good idea. Genesee at Clearwater Valley. What do you think? You think we got a barn burner there? Or? Genesee CV, I think that's probably one of those 60 to like 22 games. Okay. You know? All right. Fair enough. Uh, we can mark off Colfax only because, you know, Mike Morgan, you know, they, they kind of zone in a little bit more on defense. And I, you know, and the same thing with the Soton. Jim Holman's crew, absolutely, you know, forget the record. Mm-hmm. Forget their record. They're, I think, one and three. You know, and, and Chalila, I believe, is like three, three and one. Forget it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a defensive battle. Now, here's where things get interesting. Pomer- Tushi at Pomeroy. That could be. That could be ugly. Ugly. What's because Tushi's at? record is one and two. Yeah, that that could be an eighty nothing. That could be, yep. That could absolutely uh, keep the scoreboard operator busy. <laughs> um, Potlatch and Logos. That game will be good. Is gonna keep a will be good and b definitely will keep the scoreboard operator's fingers busy because Potlatch has scored fifty or more points in every game so far this season. Mm-hmm. If Logos gets anywhere near anywhere near the output they had last week. Uh oh, uh oh. Whoever Over takes 100. the call, whoever takes the call on Friday night, they're in, they, they 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 better bring their lunch pail and <laughs> clock in. Yeah. Uh, Grangeville or if you don't know, probably no. not because I mean you know it is. That's like a twenty-two, twenty-one. Yeah, probably Garpal and Liberty Christian. Now Garpal actually had a thriller. Ha- went to four overtimes this past week. I, I, and this was to a team that they lost in the opener 55 to nothing. And they take this team to four overtime. So what does it say about, you know, Garrett Parrish and the movement that, they're, they're, you know, they've built up in just four weeks after being away from four ye- for four years? 
that's... You know, that that's pretty pretty freaking good. Shout out to Garrett Parrish. Yeah, he's absolutely. He's a great coach. He coaches girls basketball. Yes, that is yeah. correct. Yeah. That is correct. And, you know, having to revive a program that had been, you know, basically dormant for four years. Yeah. No players with any kind of varsity experience. Basically brought up from the middle school. And, you know, they almost pull off, I would have said, probably the upset of the year. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, going back to the games for next week, I mean, games of the week. I mean, this slate... Games of the week. ...would kind of, you know, it, it's not the best slate that I've ever seen. It's for not com- the worst for com- either. For competitive matchups, I would say. Right. But, obviously, I think for game of the week, you got to go Kamii Prairie. I think uh, on hands Thursday, down. On Thursday, no Amazon Prime. That is... You but know, it'd probably be broadcast on uh, the uh, National Federation of High Schools, which will have crappy... Absolutely crappy, you know, vision. Oh, yeah, terrible It'd be service. crappy vision. Terrible service in Conwood. Definitely not Amazon Prime. No. And even Amazon Prime is not very good from what I've heard. Yeah, you can get that for free on Twitch, too. You didn't hear that here. Huh? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Genesis, uh, you know, Gar... <laughs> Lap- Lapway and Troy, I think. Lapway and Troy might be halfway decent. That could be a game that goes down. Potlatch Logos, I think, is probably the second best game in the area. You know, and let's give another shout out to the White Pine League for providing the entertainment. I mean, those all the <laughs> all those all the games that we said were going to be the best games of the week came in the White Pine League. Yeah, so, I mean that, and they're all White Pine League versus White Pine League games, so. I mean that's that's what to look forward to this. And week. thankfully for everybody in White Pine League Division Two, they've got a bye week this week. Oh, they're just gonna get better on the bye too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is gonna be real ugly. Do, do you know off the top who Kendrick has off the bye because they might score a hundred again? <laughs> I believe they actually have Timberline off the bye. Oh yeah, Ryland West. Ryland West. They got Ryland. Your guy. West. Yeah. Yeah. That's your guy, man. That is my guy. He puts it on every week. No, and I mean, Ryland West is, you know, he, he, outside of Ty Hambly and, you know, Ty Kep and, well, everybody else pretty much on the Kendrick Tigers, Kendrick Tigers yeah. you know, even the third string, the Twite kid, yeah. you know. He's who, getting a lot of air time he's for get, being a third string. Right, know? no kidding. Yeah. How did he come up with that? You know, you know the kid planned it this way, right? Yeah. I guarantee you, Zane got into his ear and said, Hey, kid. Hey, hey. We're going to score 104 against Genesee. And we're not going to really run it up, but we're going to put you out there just so you can, like, pad your stats. Yeah, so they can talk about you on the podcast. So they can talk about you on the podcast (laughs) and get you on the video cast. Come on, man. You got to run. You got to just run. Think about all the publicity you'll get. Think about all the pub you're going to get, you know. The the entire, like, two viewers. <laughs> we think we're fun. Um, but no, we know we're fun, but that's neither here nor there. Ryland West could be, I mean, off the Ryland West, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I was heading with yeah. this. Yeah. It is, you know, now, now that Ty Hambly is probably done, I'm, I'm assuming he's, yeah, he's done. done. He's done. Okay. Ty Cap does what Ty Cap does. Yeah. So he's going to be in the conversation at the end of the year. His trophy case is too full. Well, you know, I mean, it, <laughs> hey, you know, considering where they've been at, you know, the last year and a half, yeah. you know, they, 
He doesn't have any participation trophies, I can tell you that. Well, he can... doesn't need them. Well, Let's put it that way. The cool thing about Ty is that uh, while I was talking to Zane, I guess he, during the offseason, was working with uh, Mike Leach. And Mike Who? Leach, Mike Leach's son. And uh, Who's that? Uh, Ty Kep. Who's Mike Leach? Uh, exactly. Just a guy from Mississippi. <laughs> um, you know, he, so he was working with him during the offseason. He's really, uh, you know, to get his stuff down. I think Ty... So, so, okay, so I'm going to go six degrees of separation here. Mm-hmm. All right. So Ty Kep works with Mike Leach. Does that mean he gets a D1 scholarship? That means he's Mississippi State bound. Eastbound and down, moving up and trucking. I think he's easily a college quarterback. Yeah, I think he's a college quarterback. We've had that conversation off the air before. Yeah, I think that's something that we could talk about, like, I mean, between me and you here. I mean, he's... And how crazy is it that, you know, like a 182 quarterback... he, He might be the best quarterback in the area. Well, and I think he could go overall on. bar classification. How many? So there's how many high schools are in our covership area total? Twenty. Now 20, you're gonna make me do math. 20, what 20, the what the heck? I think yeah, you said it the so, other day. Yeah. Twenty six, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, twenty six. I think he could start for all twenty six teams. Yeah. And that's how good he is. Yeah. And I mean, he. I would not be surprised, you know, if. You know, I'm on the Idaho beat that if I go to maybe like a Montana State game or like maybe like a UC Davis game and he's on the opposite do you re- lines. Do you really think you're going to go to a UC Davis game? Or if I watch a UC Davis game, you know, like if I'm watching it or... How would you watch it? On ESPN Plus. Do you know how to work the... Uh... Streaming machine? Oh yeah, dude. Amazon, no Amazon Prime. <laughs> I know how to work ESPN Plus. No Amazon Prime though. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, or Northern Arizona maybe, which is a, a which is a good transition to. Yeah, but we need to get back to this conversation real oh, quick. Okay, you know, Rylan West. Oh, yeah. And, and all, yeah, we got off. We, the, we, we got really off the got off the wagon on this one. Yeah. Rylan West, honestly, he he's gonna. He's going to be in the conversation for White Pine League uh, Division II Player of the Year, along with Ty Cap. I think that's the bottom line. I yeah. think that's where we're at here. Yeah, and I mean, 224 yards. I don't think he's had a game all year where he's had less than 150 yards rushing. That's just the thing I said. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, you're probably it, in the neighborhood. Yeah, you look, you look at his stats, he's always doing it all for Timberline. Right, you know? yeah. So, I mean, he. yeah, I think he's got to be in the running, and I mean, you looked at last year. I mean, Ty Hamley got it over Ty Cap. I mean, I think I think Hobart is a is a humble dude, is what I think he is. So I think when he goes in, he votes for these things, and like I I guarantee you, he's gonna press hard though. Do you think? But I, but but only if he can't vote for his own player. Well, that's what I'm saying though. Is that he I probably think, can't. Well, I think because I think you can vote for your own players, but that's kind of where I'm getting at with him being kind of a humble. Player. I got you. I got it's you. Like because I think if he were to have voted for Ty Cap, that I think Ty Cap easily last year probably would would have would have been it. You know, but he probably voted for Ty Hamley. Ty Hamley got it, and I think this year if he's going to do maybe the same thing, I don't know if this way did, but you know, I'm assuming this might be what happened. That you know, Ryland West gets his vote. What happens when you assume though? <sighs> You know, usually you, the, usually, usually the FCC can't can't you, allow it. You, usually, uh, you find out who uh, Drew Hottinger picks first in his fantasy football, and that's Derrick Henry. Apparently, yeah, yeah I picked him. How's Derrick Henry doing anyway? Oh, well, you know, he did terrible the week before, but he got twenty points this week. So, but how do you know he he probably didn't get twenty points in Drew's league? 
Oh, he probably did. He could have got 30 for all you know. Well, I don't know. I, I don't think... I mean, what, what's the PPR, I guess? Well, I do a whole point PPR. Oh. I have him, so unless he's doing... That's some... not... That's opposed to PBR. Oh, yeah. PBR. Sponsor us. <laughs> anyway. Just kidding. Speaking of sponsors. Speaking of sponsors. This week's broadcast is brought to you by Inland360 and Inland360.com. Find a complete calendar of all the events happening in the region. It's a wide array of stuff. Is it now? It's a wide array. How wide array is it? From coast to coast, baby. For the region's art and entertainment. Wait a minute. (laughs) We're nowhere near a coast. Well, for... Okay, wait a minute. Okay, if you want... Six hours. (laughs) It's a a metaphor. For the region's art and entertainment scene at Inland360.com. It's where you go for what you do. Inland360. It's where my kids go for what they do. Oh, yeah. When they're not, like, getting all over dad. Yeah, I was like, that's what they do when they hang out in the in the conference room on Saturdays, right? They, and they, Sundays, they, mind yeah, you. Yeah, when they're on uh, Inland 360. They're all, they're, I, well, I mean, my son brings in the iPad. So he's not going, you know, he's not watching Sonic, you know, the Hedgehog, or playing Roblox or whatever. He's absolutely on lmtribune.com going to inland360.com because he knows it's where he goes for what he does. But, 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 you know, he's got to get permission first from his dad and Lightning McQueen. Uh, Lightning McQueen, of course. Lightning McQueen's very important to the kid's life. Season two coming out soon. I know, and he's all hyped up. (laughs) Oh, he burned, he burned through the entire first season. Like, the same day that it came out. Well, it's where he goes for what he does. Disney Plus. <laughs> CarsOnTheRoad.com <laughs> yeah. Anyway, folks. So, getting this train back on the rails. Getting this car back on the track, if you will. Boop. We had some college football action. Did we now? Yeah, and I want to I wanna talk about the game that I watched first. Just because You didn't go? No, I didn't go. You didn't go to Flagstaff? I didn't get a I didn't get a plane ticket. Um I uh, that's not what I heard. I heard you could have. I could have, you know, we haven't got any emails yet. <laughs> so uh, Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcast school is really paid off. Breaking the fourth wall. Yes. Um God. Don, you were anyway. Me today. Anyway. <laughs> Idaho beats Northern Arizona and you know, we talked after you already did the headline and you said making a statement and you said that that might be a little too bold and I will have <laughs> I will happily disagree with you because I mean let's what talk. you disagree with me never <laughs> we always agree yeah <laughs> we're chummy all day long <laughs> right yeah. but uh I mean if you look at what Idaho is doing right now and just you know, we talk about early in the season moral victories. Now they're starting to do things that are actually turning the ship. So they're starting to come in to little things that was so hard for them to do in the past. Yeah. This one makes it two in a row. They haven't won two games in a row since 2019. Hey, you know what happens if they get one more this week? What do they call it? It's a winning streak. It has mm-hmm. happened before. And that's going to be huge for a Vandals team that is coming off of this win. 27-10, mm-hmm. to 10, they dominated. Top to bottom. You know, it was never in doubt. And that's not something that you 
really said as an Idaho team yeah. here the last few years that they actually came out and dominated a game. And and really, Northern Arizona wasn't a horrible team. No. I mean, yeah, their record says they're 1-3 and and 0-1 and in the league now. Yeah. But they're really not that horrible. I mean, they played... Sam Houston State, and I know you've gotten on me about Sam Houston State (laughs) and how bad they are, but this is Sam Houston State was a team that just went to the FCS championship game not that long ago. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Well, and that was also. So I'm going to play six degrees of separation here, I guess, and say, well, Idaho's going to the championship. I said that right when I came in. I was well, like, "We're not going to put your tickets quite yet." Yeah, though. no, no. I was obviously I was being facetious, but I said, "I said, you know, they better start engraving the rings now." Right, but the 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 guys on the on the radio broadcast actually brought up a, a really good fact here, or or a, they made a. I don't know if it was a bold statement, but it it was a statement nonetheless that. The winner this week between Idaho and Northern Colorado could actually have an inside track to a playoff spot. And as we know, you know, if if you're a Big Sky Conference football follower, the conference typically does get its fair share of FCS bids. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you're looking big if Idaho wins this week. They're 3-2, 2-0 in the conference. I mean, you know, you're you're getting close to that magical six, seven, eight win mark that you need to get a playoff bid. And it's maybe it's not out of the realm of possibility. I just want to say how amazing this turnaround truly is, because it's, but, but the turnaround's not complete yet. Well, but I mean, but I get where you're going. I get where you're going here. So okay, I hate to compare everything. To the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's, uh, that's my. It's the Ohio. There's thing. the bingo card. It's yeah, the Ohio thing. You right, know? right. It's, fair it's enough. A, fair it's enough. A, it's a point of reference, right? Yes, yes. Doug Peterson comes into Jacksonville, and it's it's night and day with him, right? Because mm-hmm. you know Urban Meyer, Paul Petrino. <laughs> maybe, Ooh. maybe, maybe, maybe far off, but maybe not that right. far. Off. Maybe not that far off. I don't know. But you know. But um, I mean, I guess if you're looking at records. Yeah. Yeah. So. Doug comes in, and this week against the Chargers, they win their first road game since 2019. Jason Eck takes this team, and they win two games in a row for the first time since 2019. And, I mean, these are little things that a fan base for a team like that has not felt. You know, they, yeah. you know it's, like, it's like being in a, rela- a toxic relationship, right, and you haven't felt love in a really long time, and then you finally get a hint a hint of some of that, you know, sweet, sweet connection. And that's uh, that's kind of what Idaho's going through right now. They've had some toxic teams. They've had some toxic years. And now they're they're kind of getting some of that sweet, sweet victory. And I think they're they're taking every every bit of that. You know, you threw me a softball, but I'm going to lay off. I've seen you rubbing your hands, and I, I appreciate it. I'm going <laughs> to lay off, brother. I'm going I'm to completely lay off. And talking about Northern Colorado, too, you know, we – we had the whole, you know, joke sellout crowd thing about, you know, the the last week. Right. Homecoming and I think that was week? kind of a meme. Yeah. I, I think that turned into a meme between between us. Yeah. 
I mean, again, I guess I'll go out on a limb. I'd kind of be disappointed if there wasn't... Okay, so I think there was like five. Yeah. I think officially five there. You know, and and mainly it was made up of students. I think the students are going to be there. Oh, they'll be there. I I think they're going to... I think the students are going to be there. Homecoming is a different bit of an animal, I think. Maybe seven, eight. I'd kind of be disappointed if the place wasn't half full at least. I think so, too. I mean, I would... I think seven eight's a good number, and then if they get ten, you're overjoyed. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And then, then you get the players kind of motivated even more to go out and run through a wall, which they already kind of want to do for Coach Jack. Mm-hmm. And it, and it shows on the field like these players are playing really, really good. I mean, you look at Giovanni McCoy. I mean, in the games he played last year, this he is not the same guy like this is well uh, yeah exactly he's a completely different kid i mean you know he only misses on two passes he had two streaks of seven completions in a row or more yeah yeah. where where's that what 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 happened there i think it just has to be a confidence thing i mean it has to be a jason act confidence thing and i mean and you look at a uh, uh, Therese Trainer. I mean, he he's been hurt and he hasn't been there, and that's arguably their best receiver. Right. And you got, I mean, guys like Hayden Hat and guys like Jermaine Jackson, obviously, who he's building a connection with. Yeah. You know, as the season goes on, that are just you know stepping up. Michael Graves, where did he come from? You know, like I mean, just all <laughs> right. these guys, and he's he's building chemistry. He's got a reliable run game. They've you know been they just to need play. to open up holes for them mm-hmm. and. Slowly but surely, they're steadily they're improving. The ball, too, I mean, yeah, that's, that's important. Playing keep away has kind of been their <laughs> yeah. been their kind of mo. Well, and and quite frankly, you know, they they possess the ball for almost forty two minutes. Yeah, you know that that's a perfect world scenario right there. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, you look at what they did against Drake. I think they had it for thirty eight minutes. Right, and you know, I. I think they, they even beat Washington State and Indiana in the possession battle, but they, they lost, obviously. Right. But, I mean, you I questioned this team, you know, in my Tuesday morning quarterbacks after the Indiana and the Washington State game, saying, is this the same old Idaho team? Is this the same old team? Because they still have some issues. They go up against Drake in northern Arizona, two teams, same, you know, classification. Dominate. Well, but, again... I, I think Drake was an outlier just because, you know, I'm, I don't want to compare him to Simon Fraser because it's, it's, it's totally different. I um, get what you're saying, though. But, but, but Drake is not, Drake is not, you know, an FCS power. No. And neither is Northern Arizona, but again, you know, I but can neither play, is Idaho. But, but I can at least play the six degrees of separation with Northern Arizona. Yeah. And you're right, neither is Idaho. Yeah. But we may be seeing some of the signs of what, you know, could be a, a turnaround, mm-hmm. you know. But if you're the fan base, you've seen you've seen this before. Well, and I think this is where, you know, a Northern Colorado game, and then once they get you know deeper into Big Sky play, you know, right now I can tell because I've been you know a fan of the Jags for so long. I've dealt with this 2017, obviously a big year for Jags fans. Where they said, oh, you know, they've beat nobody. They're just doing this against a bunch of nobodies. And then, you know, Pittsburgh comes into town and they roll 30 Yeah, right. So, I mean, once 
Idaho, you know, gets his experience against Northern Colorado, who, you know, is a team that is right, I would say, you know, right there with Idaho, kind of middle of the pack of the big sky. And if they play, uh, you know, tough against, say, a Montana, you know, if they don't get rolled by Montana or they play well against the Montana, I mean, we could maybe start to say Idaho has arrived, but I think they're uh, they're a team that, that – uh, Teams in the they're on the cusp of arriving, I think. Yeah, they're at they're they're not quite at the door, but they're walking there. Right. I yeah. mean, and you know we're gonna find out. You know, let's again, big if if they beat Northern Colorado on Saturday, two weeks becomes a uh, very big day. Oh, yeah. Two weeks from Saturday because they have to go to Missoula. And that'll probably be that'll probably that'll be, be their game of the year, Idaho's. Probably the biggest game they've had since 2016. <laughs> it, it'd be a long time. Yeah, well, you know, and, and the schedule—I mean, the schedule gets a little bit well. Sac State too. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, so you got so let's go through the schedule real quick. After this game, they go they go to Missoula. They then you know they get kind of a breather, kind of, but maybe not. Kind of a breather at home against Portland State. Then they got to go to Sac State, mm-hmm. which, you know, they're off to a 3-0 start. Then they get their regional rival at home, Eastern, who probably won't be ranked this week, but they were 15th coming in. And they gave, I mean, they gave uh, Montana State everything they could handle, you know, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, UC Davis on the 12th of November, and then winded up with Idaho State and the I will. Re- I refuse to say what the name of the game is because it's it's something made up. It's silly, but you know that's those are two. But but it's crazy a, road dates that they have with Sac State and Montana. Yeah, crazy. And I mean, if they could pull that off, I mean that that's crazy. That would be that would be insane. Mm-hmm. And and you got to say too. I mean, I've talked about Giovanni a lot, but. This this has to be like the best quarterback play Idaho's had since maybe Matt Linehan. Like he is consistent. He he goes out there, he does his job. You know, he doesn't throw a pass that makes you say, like, what are you doing? And he hasn't done that at all this year. Not against Indiana, not against Washington State. And there's there's some times where you almost question, you know, Coach Slice that like Granted, you know, he's got, you know, Matt Pancarry-esque. You know, you want to run the ball. You want to you wanna be physical. But, you know, it's like, you know this kid has an arm. Like, let him cook sometimes. And, and every time he hooks up with Jermaine Jackson, I'm like, see, you know, like, let the kid cook a little bit more. Cook, huh? Yeah, let, let Giovanni McCoy cook. He probably cooks better than you do. Oh, everybody cooks better than me. It's not in a box. I can't cook it. Do you know how to use a microwave? Yes, do. That's your only. That's your only method to cooking, then. Or an oven, or an air fryer. No you, stove. So do you burn burn the place down when you put something in the oven? I haven't burned the place down yet. I did one time uh, put top ramen in a bowl without putting water in it. You know what? Actually, this one time when I was younger, you'll love this story. You'll get a kick out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you haven't heard this one yet. So I'm living with a buddy of mine in Columbus in an apartment. And let's just say there was some frivolity going on. Yeah. So after a night of frivolity, you know, I came home and, you know, I was hungry. Yeah. And I had some deer steaks in in the freezer. Nice. Okay. 
And I decide, hey, you know what would be a great idea? Let's put some deer steaks on, on the stove and cook them. Mm-hmm. Three hours later. Fell asleep, didn't you? You know, I was a little bit tired. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't gotten a nap in, in during the day. Uh, you were still an old man at heart back then. Huh? <laughs> hadn't got a nap in during the day. You know, it was like, oh, I don't know, four o'clock in the yeah. morning. You know, just said, eh, had enough. Hmm. Let's just say the smoke alarm went off. <laughs> I think uh, I think the smoke alarm went off on uh, Washington State when Oregon started to make that comeback when uh, the Cougs ultimately dynamite transition, but they probably weren't making deer steaks on the uh, <laughs> on the flat top. No, it was probably just uh, Jake Dicker's heart monitor from the stressful game that he had been doing that one. In fact, you know, I actually saw a story that was sent over the wire today, and somebody was. Avoiding using the term that happens when Washington State kind of well, you used it earlier goes down guys. goes down their leg. Yeah. I, I used it earlier in, a, in an interview with uh, Mr. Hottinger. Yeah, um, fans know it very well, but I'm going to refuse to say it again because you know I, I I broke the kid's heart. I think when, when I said it to him the first time. Yeah. And if you say but, it three times, then Butch is going to show up. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Bo- Butch T. Cougar, mind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bottom line, you know, what a just disheartening, completely disheartening loss for, for Washington State because they were up 34 to 22 midway through the fourth quarter. You got to close a game out like that. Oh, my God. How do you not close that game out? It's, um, why? You know, you know, you know, you look at that and you just go, you go, why? You know, like, why, why does this How? happen? How does this happen to Washington State? Uh, I hate, I, sorry, Cougs fans. And, you know, honestly, I, I grew up, I grew up in the area. I grew up going to a lot of Cougs games. So I, I, I tend to, you know, have a little bit of a root and interest for WSU. You know, it kind of burned out once I became got into this industry and I got burned out of sports. But, you know, it... it, it that really, never happens. Yeah. It really... You know, I watched... I had a double screen going up because, you know, my dad's a Cougs fan. I was watching Idaho game and... You can afford a double screen. I, I didn't know it was his TV and my TV, so... We, so, so, he had the... He had the 72-inch flat, flat screen, and you had the 1980s uh, oh, nah, black dude. and white. Nah, I got a 60-inch TV. I got that for Black Friday back when I was still working at Walmart. Because, you know, Walmart Black Friday discounts on top of the employee discounts. So. But that's neither here nor there. So you got it for <laughs> relatively dirt cheap, basically. Oh, yeah. Got like a $700 TV for 200 bucks. How can you get away with stealing? Because <laughs> uh, I worked hard dispensing groceries. <laughs> but Cam, Cam, right? I seen this thing that Theo Lawson put out, and uh, he said formerly uh, of the Lewiston Tribune. I also taught him everything he knows. Yes, but, but uh, so it's no wonder why he put something out. Yeah, he put out a thing that said, uh, you know, and it was a it was him being facetious, I'm sure, but he said, you know, Patrick Mahomes could watch Cameron Ward tape. And then uh, somebody I guarantee you it was. And then somebody said, 
oh, come on, Theo, if Jaden Delora was in this game, the Cougs win. And I'm like, how can you think that? Like, no, and Jaden Delora was fine, but, like, Cam right. Ward is solid. Like, Cam Ward, you know, if, if Jaden Delora was in this game for the Cougs, they lose by two or three touchdowns. And it's not really even close. Cam Ward's play in this game, what did, what did he go? He went... 37 for 48, he passed 48 times. Like, I mean, that's the most he's passed this season, I'm sure. 375 yards, two touchdowns. He did get sacked four times. I think that's the most times he's been sacked, too. I mean, he, they were giving him everything he could handle. And, yeah, I mean, he's, he, he did it all in this one, man. Well, and somebody replied to Theo, no, he wouldn't, that was gross. Couldn't throw, throw a spiral to save his life. He did not look D1 today or any day since he got here. Delora was the right play. Tell me I'm wrong, Theo. That's that's the tweet I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. Yes. And Theo Theo retorts in his deadpan th- fashion, because I guarantee you he was deadpanning, only be- because you asked, you're wrong. Firmly believe Wazoo upgraded a quarterback. Boom. Rimshot, paging Mr. Rimshot. I absolutely agree with Theo on this one. Yeah. Uh, you know... Th- no doubt, right? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think Jaden kind of showed his true colors mm-hmm. when, when he when he when he backed Rolo. Well, well in that the end, when he's playing with Arizona too. Arizona well, that's what I'm saying. Much, he basically, yeah. in the end, you know, because his boy left, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and and I it think, shows you how quickly you know how quickly people forget. Yeah, and then he played for Arizona too, and I think Arizona this week lost by two touchdowns. No. So I mean, you know, who? How is he gonna co- compete in this game? You know, and like I, I well, hate to say, I, I hate this, for this to turn into the crap on Jaden Delora podcast, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but since we were here, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Cam Ward got sacked four times. Yeah. How many times do you think Jaden Delora would have gotten sacked? Uh-huh. At least four, yeah. if not more. Mm-hmm. And and. Cameron's decision, Cameron, Cam's decision making is, same difference. is uh, way better than Jaden's too. I mean, this quick release, he's decisive, he gets it out quick. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's there's any uh, debate there. I mean, you know, I was in the Washington State press box one time this year, one time my whole career, and, and this is like, this is... That a one time at band camp? That, I would have wanted to be in the press box for this one. I mean, I was, Yeah, that would have been a fun, that would have been a raucous place. I mean... You know, Martin's all right. Gase Field was sold out. Thirty thousand. Thirty plus thirty-three thousand and a couple of change. Yeah. You know, so that's actually over capacity. Wonder if the fire marshal got a call. Oh, I'm sure. He probably did after you know, Oregon had scored for the second time in twenty seconds late in the game. Oh, that pick six too. I mean, I couldn't even imagine being a. Being a diehard Cougs fan at that point, you know, I watched my dad's soul leave his body. Let's ask Matt Bainey how he feels. Yeah, I watched, I watched my dad's soul leave his body once, once that pick six happened. I mean, that was that was a tough thing to watch. But uh, I mean, the WSU did receive some votes in the poll. Yeah, the tweet. Yeah, yeah, they still actually um, they're relatively close to uh, being a top twenty-five team. You know, I guess it it just goes to show that you know they are getting respect. You know, and, and, you know, if they would have won this game, maybe they get into the top 25. So, the question we've been asking for five straight episodes, there is such thing as a good loss. 
a victory that's not moral <laughs> would be beneficial, though. Yep. Where have you heard that before? Me. No, that was me, actually. <laughs> but just kidding. It would... I, Why does a victory I, hold the moral? Yeah. R- yes. <laughs> yeah. I... I don't know what kind of headline I, I could have used for this one because, you know, I've already used Cougar Gold. Mm-hmm. And, you know... What was the headline for this one? Uh, I like forgot. eight words. Yeah, I forgot what it was, but yeah. Eight words, and uh, I'll, I'll send the shout-out to Steph. That was all him because my brain was pretty much mush after that. Oh, I'm sure his was, too. You know, I'm sure. Well, yeah, I mean, can you imagine him sitting in the press box, you know, with about two minutes left to go? Oh, okay, they got this thing wrapped up. I can start writing. And then, oh, beep. And then 20 seconds after that, oh, mother. Yeah, well. Old Mother Hubbard. And pretty much scratching the entire, you know. The entire story and having to restart. That's what I'm saying. Like, I bet you almost everybody in that press box had to do that. I wonder how Colton Clark had to deal with that. Oh, I'm sure he was stressed. I didn't talk to I almost, I was going to message him, but I had forgot. But, yeah, I'm sure he was a, he was a stressed out boy. I mean, he, I know, I know Steph had to have been. I mean, we, I wonder, I wonder how often Dale's been in those situations. He's been through it all, you know. Dale who? Um, I, you know, Dale, shouts out to Dale, too. I mean, he, he's been a... You know, I begged and pleaded with him. Hey, go cover a game. Please go cover a game. I'm asking you, go cover a game. Hey, Dale, you want to go cover this game? No, I'm all right. No, I'm all right. I've had enough. This would have been a great game to cover. Yeah, well, you know, and... But he does care about the younger generation, you know. <laughs> he uh, he uh, when he when he starts caring about the younger generation, he'll get on Twitter. Uh, maybe yeah, but no. Or he, maybe not. He, he every every uh every time I come in here on a Monday, I ask him about my Tuesday morning quarterback angle, and he gives me feedback on it and tells about me how that, crappy it is. Well, yeah, you know, he's never said it's been bad. He always says that well, he likes it. He just gives me a few little tweaks there, and you know, he's. And I, and I was talking to Cody about it last night. I'm like, how how weird is it that like Dale's like you know just a guy, but he's like actually a legend. Like it's just it's just like a weird thing. Like you look at him and he's like actually iconic. He's an icon. Shouts out to Dale. You know, I don't know why that that came into my head for this, but it did. Well, I think <laughs> it's because we were talking about Steph and Colton. Yeah, Steph and Colton, WSUB writers. I mean, there's been yeah. You know, I mean, probably the best people that have came through here have been on the WSUB. I mean, all the, all the better ones who who moved on yeah. to the WSUB. Yeah, and even the better, all the good ones that have stayed here. I mean, Steph's great, Dale's great. I mean, like they're all Colton, Theo. I mean, they're all guys you look up to. And I mean, I mean, if you got to cover a team that's gonna cougar, like like <laughs> how they how they do. I mean, they they're professionals. What they're professionals, and they can fix it. <laughs> you know? What are you trying to say? Wazoo gags a lot. <laughs> I can't say it a third time or Butch is going to show up. But. Butch T. Cougar? <laughs> yeah. We don't want him to show up. He'll get angry and knock down our box with our notes on it. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, because we definitely need the notes. <laughs> Not anymore, but thanks, guys. This is episode five. We made it five episodes. Wow, we haven't gotten canceled yet. Nope, and we haven't got any sponsors either, so we're running out of revenue. So, <laughs> so hey, 
smooth transition there, Trevin. Uh, but thank you. And, and who's this broadcast brought to you by? Well, it's brought to you by Lynn360.com, who keeps the lights on. <coughs> Find a complete calendar of regional events and a wide array of compelling coverage of the region's art and entertainment scene at Inland360.com. It's how we keep the lights on, and it's where you go for what you do, Inland360.com. And how can they follow you on Twitter? You can follow me on Twitter, at TrebeTalks. Because he talks a bunch of smack and can't back it up. Yeah, all I do is talk. Um, right now, if you go on my Twitter, I'm sure you'll see a bunch of uh, highlights from the Jags game today. Big W. Or a couple of memes from Don. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ooh, yeah. And how can they follow you, Don? Um, Waldo9939. And if you want to follow the Tribune Sports Department, you can go to Lutrib underscore sports. Thank you guys again for tuning in, and you guys have a great rest of your day.